0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl, and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship, and building in public. The podcast currently has no sponsor, so I'll just talk about something that I care about. I'm editing, like this podcast and all my other audio and video content with a software called Descript, and I want to talk about that. And I'm not kidding here, it's the best piece of software that I have encountered in years. Really. Notion, pretty cool. Discord, amazing. But the script is just way more impactful on so many levels. I record hours of occasionally incoherent thoughts and the tool automatically transcribes what I said, it removes filler words like ums and likes, and it even has an audio plugin that turns my sound from inside this echoey room that I currently reside in, into studio quality material. And... It has reduced my weekly editing load from two days to two hours max. It's incredibly good. So yeah, check it out at arvid.link Descript. And you'll see what I mean. If you want to hear and see what the tool can actually do, just keep listening or go to my YouTube channel and check out my video content there. Everything is done in Descript. That's arvid.link slash Descript. They're not a sponsor. I just thought you might like it. And now let's get started. Founders talk a lot about luck. When we're successful, we are at the right place at the right time. And when we're failing, we dust ourselves off to go ahead and shoot another shot, tempting fate once again. But what is luck and can we influence it? I believe so. And I'm not just talking about manifesting our destiny through words of affirmation. For me, luck seems to happen when I intentionally work on increasing the size of my opportunity surface. So let's see how you can grow your own opportunity surface. Your opportunity surface, let's define it. It's the sum of all the opportunities available to you. It's like the playing field on which the game of progress is being played. The larger your opportunity surface, the more chances you have to win. And it's not just about opportunities right now, like the deals in your pipeline or the size of your Twitter audience today but it's the potential of all possible lucky moments of your life, past, present, and future. It's about leaving traces of your ambition ready for others to find and then trace back to where you are right now. In many ways, it's like a spider web of markings that lead people who should know you directly to where they can get in touch with you. And here's an example from the early days of my software engineering career. It must have been 2012 or 2013. I had dabbled and played around with JavaScript at the time. And I used this now long gone CoffeeScript variety and I built a couple small projects that I publicly shared on my GitHub profile. The code was available for free. I even put a couple screenshots of my work in there. And one day I got a Twitter DM asking me if I wanted to work for a VC funded startup in San Francisco. That was my dream at the time. Someone in their small founder team had searched developers who focused on this particular technology and they had found my practice projects and two weeks later i had a job just because i had left this breadcrumb for someone to find your opportunity surface is that area on which chance encounters and lucky happenstance will strike all you need is to provide fertile ground and then keep an eye on it for those moments when it strikes and you can do this intentionally Entrepreneurs can use this concept in ways that will benefit the growth of their businesses, relationships, and their personal brand. One way to increase the size of your opportunity surface is by doing things that don't scale. Paul Graham's essay on this particular topic is something that every aspiring founder should read and many established entrepreneurs would do well to reread it from time to time. In a nutshell, That approach means just putting in the extra effort and going above and beyond to make connections and build relationships using methods that you can sustain forever. For example, by reaching out to potential customers or partners personally, intentionally, rather than just sending impersonal emails or messages. This approach might become impossible to maintain in the long term. And I guess that's the whole point here. But it will lead to valuable insights, connections, and opportunities that wouldn't have been possible otherwise. In the first years of building Feedback Panda, I made a point of quickly responding to customer service requests within minutes if I could. But not only did I try to solve their issues as fast as possible, but I also continued to chat with our customers, human to human, sometimes for half an hour. And obviously that doesn't scale. I'd have no time to run a business if I did that with every customer, but I didn't do it with every customer. Just the first few users who showed up and showed enough interest in its success to actually reach out to us about the issue that they encountered. We talked to the people that pre-selected themselves into our communication channels, and that made it very likely that we could learn much from them about their needs and challenges just by having a chat. And it didn't just increase our chances of learning more about our users. It also allowed us to connect with them on a personal level. And that's something that almost always surprised them. Because not many business owners take the time to talk to their customers. It feels special to be taken seriously. And those early customers we chatted with for hours turned into our most raving fans, who brought thousands of new customers to the business. Another way to increase the size of your opportunity surface is to diversify your inputs. And this means exposing yourself intentionally and willingly to a wide range of information and ideas from different sources. You can do this by reading books and articles from other industries attending events or conferences outside your field and connecting with people from different backgrounds. I went to a farming conference, like a beef cattle farmer conference. It was very insightful. And one of the most pragmatic ways to expand your horizon is to start a side project in another industry that still benefits from the knowledge you have in your existing area of expertise. I actually built an app, an iPhone app for cattle farmers auctioning off their cattle. It was extremely interesting to do anything in this industry just to see what's going on there. You could call this intersectional entrepreneurship. I was helping a friend with a project in the personal fitness space too, and just getting a glimpse into the industry's best practices was eye-opening as it laid plain all the assumptions that I had about customers in the market. I was way overconfident in terms of technology adoption and literacy. And that was also a problem in the agricultural space. People don't really do much with technology and you have to do something about it if you want to sell to them. And that learning is something that I took back into my software engineering career, my writing, making everything more accessible to people who become founders or work in a field without having any technical career before. Diversifying your inputs can open up new perspectives and expose you to new opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise been aware of. It's all about broadening your mind willingly. So be conscious of the areas in your life where you may be hindered by your own lack of knowledge and be ready to put in the hard work and effort to eliminate that lack. The unknown unknowns in your life are dangerous. So take the time to step back and reflect on what you could be missing out on. Turn the unknown unknowns into known unknowns. At least you know that you don't know about them. And then invest the energy and effort to move past these blind spots and open up possibilities for yourself. You can do this by consuming media that intersect with other fields than the ones you're in or are created for different industries entirely. I read several newsletters that have very little to do with indie entrepreneurship but are always insightful and instructive. They range from... Expert pasta chefs' personal blogs to personal productivity, to psychology, to scaling enterprise software projects, a lot of them. Here's another example I subscribe to a newsletter on financial historical systems. And for months now, I've been reading about how these complicated systems work and have worked and how resilient they are to being modernized and what approaches people run. And I've also understood one thing, and that is that friction in banking is a built-in benefit and not a hindrance as many think. Because while it's annoying that banks call you up for confirmation or require waiting periods, you only have to look at the many irreversible losses in the crypto world when funds were routed somewhere by mistake. Once you send it, you'll never get it back. And a system with friction might have caught and prevented that. So if I were ever to dabble in building a fintech software business, for example, my priorities would probably be less on friction removal, as so many people are trying at the moment, but go to finding another way to provide and improve upon what the traditional systems already make possible. You never know what news or resources from an adjacent field might inspire you to integrate it into your own. An open mind grows your opportunity surface. And finally, you can increase the size of your opportunity surface by inching closer to your dream. This means taking small steps towards achieving your bigger goals and working towards your long-term vision incrementally. Instead of waiting for the perfect opportunity to come along, take action and create your own small opportunities along the way for yourself today. Start that side project, launch a small test campaign for your ads, or reach out to potential collaborators with a small but impactful idea. Baby steps in the right direction. And this is the part I wanna stress. You don't need to get the maximum results the first time you attempt something. You just have to progress a bit closer in the direction of those goals. Sometimes going for an adjacent project might give you enough of an in to get to the main goal later. Instead of getting an enterprise customer, the big customer right away, Find out who their distributors and dependencies are, and target them with your services. The word of mouth might bubble up to the bigger client, and that creates organic interest over time that you can then tap into much more easily. It's like finding your dream job. You're probably better off getting your foot into the door with a different role in a different company somewhere in the industry than holding out forever for a job that you won't get because you never built a network to make you aware of an opening. You might feel that you're not ready at this point, but the fact that you can even take this tiny step towards it means that you are ready, as ready as you can be. The thing with the dream is that it's asymptotic. You can always get closer, but you never reach it. The dream is a moving target and you have to move with it to keep up. Entrepreneurship will never be easy, but we can make it less hard. Luck can be influenced by working on increasing the size of your opportunity surface. By doing things that don't scale, diversifying your inputs and inching closer to your dream, you will increase your chances of success. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Bootstrap Founder. You can find me on Twitter at avidkahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You'll find my books and my Twitter course there as well. If you want to support me and the show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, get the podcast in your podcast player of choice, and leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com founder. Any of this will help the show. If you want to sponsor the show, thebootstrapfounder.com slash sponsor always up for that so thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day bye bye